A third senior black cap has been released from his New Zealand cricket contract to pursue lucrative T20 contracts around the world. After 14 years in the national team, Martin Guptill has taken his recent selection snub as a sign to step away, but says he still wants to be part of the black cap's future plans. Guptill follows Trent Bolt and Colin de Grandhomme, who have turned down central contracts. New Zealand cricket's Brian Stronich says the black caps have several players in the second half of their careers and many will be considering their options. The cricketing landscape has just changed so much where they've got options now when they get to this end of their their career as opposed to many years ago you could, could only really play international cricket and there wasn't too much else so you put those things together and I think it's pretty natural that when they're not quite in the the first 11 or whatever in, in their eyes where they should be or, or want to be, then they, they start looking at these options. And for us, we don't want to be the ones standing in the way of, of that opportunity for them. And our sports reporter, Felicity Reid, joins us live in the studio. OK, so the departure of these senior players, Felicity, is there a positive spin on this for New Zealand cricket? Well, New Zealand cricket can see the upside of losing experienced players. These latest three are all in their 30s. They've been around the New Zealand environment and actually New Zealand cricket knows what they can do. So by stepping away from those contracts, they're still sort of staying in New Zealand cricket's back pocket. They can give them a call should anything happen ahead of, say, next year's World Cup and they might need Guptill and Bolt should something go wrong, should any of these new players be injured or some form might dictate that they do actually want to drag these players back into it. But by freeing up some New Zealand contracts, it's actually allowing some of these perhaps younger or maybe just less developed players to come and snap up a New Zealand contract and be in that environment and get some development because these will generally be players that won't be on the radar of those T20 global competitions, players that maybe have been hanging around in the New Zealand domestic scene, New Zealand A, for a while. These are players that Brian Stronach said 10 years ago that players were making their debuts quite young. So if we think of an 18-year-old Dan Vittori, a 19-year-old Tim Southey or a 20-year-old Kane Williamson, those players came in quite early in their careers into the New Zealand environment, whereas now it's a little bit harder to crack getting into the black caps. And once players do get there, they've got a little bit more cricket behind them and kind of want to hang around or stay involved in the tournaments, And which is why New Zealand cricket also sees some of that flexibility because they don't actually want these players to be retiring or leaving. They want to keep these sort of elite or top players around for as long as possible. It sounds like the ears and the spears, though, Felicity. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, we're not signing you on. We've got this other person that we think is, you know, could be a bit flash and we're bringing them up through the ranks. But, hey, we'll just keep you here in the back row in case we need you. The ears and the spears. It's just a smart option, isn't it, really? Well, it's planning, I suppose, succession planning, yeah. Um, shall we talk about the Football World Cup in Qatar? We've been talking about it a lot. What's going on there now? Well, if you've actually seen any of the games, you'll have seen all of those empty seats in the stadiums, which is actually a little bit confusing because officials are announcing that these stadiums are actually hosting more people than, well, basically exceeding capacity. For example, we were told just over 88,000 people were at Saudi Arabia's win over Argentina yesterday, but that was a stadium that had a capacity of 80,000. So officials are saying a little bit of this is coming down to the fact that they haven't actually needed to fill up all those broadcasting seats or media seats or sponsors aren't showing up. So they are actually allowed to say, oh, well, we've got this extra, in this case, like, what, 8,000 more seats available to fans. But also, I guess, 
New Zealand knows a little bit about some fans not showing up to a sold-out stadium, 6,000 that didn't show up for that opening day of the Rugby World Cup, for the Women's Rugby World Cup. So they do know as well, and it's similar to that. It's people who have purchased tickets and maybe aren't showing up, but also they could be stuck outside because the digital ticking, ticketing system broke down, which meant that oh. they're actually handwriting out on paper some tickets to allow people into the Socceroos game against France this morning just to avoid having them wait for two hours outside a stadium. Wow, that's not running smoothly, is it? Okay, basketball, the New Zealand Breakers are winning, but they're enduring a tough travel schedule um, uh, that the club wants the NBL to to review, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. So the Breakers are on a bit of a winning streak, sitting second in the 10-team league. This is all against the odds, though. Uh, their coach today, Moda Mayor, was pretty careful about what he said. He doesn't want to get in trouble with the NBL, but he was saying that they need to apply a little bit more logic to the scheduling around what the team is expected to do. All came to a head last weekend when they had a game on Friday night in Tasmania. Several travel delays meant that they actually didn't get back to Auckland until 3am Sunday morning. That night, 4pm, they played Adelaide out west. So this is a very tight turnaround. So this isn't the first time it's happened and it's likely to happen again this week. They head over to Cairns, so you know that trip to Far North Queensland's not a short one. And then they come home that was Friday night, then they come home again Sunday, play a home game again. So they're trying to kneecap us, Felicity. (laughs) The breakers don't want to bow to that. They don't say that this is an extra motivation for them. They are prepared to play anything we put in front gets put in front of them. But but still, fair is fair. Come on. I guess it's one of those things about being a New Zealand team in an Australian competition. But also with that short turnaround, it means that your recovery time's down. It means that you're not refueling properly as a person. So I guess they're concerned as well if this continues that for player welfare it could be a problem come near the end of the season. Absolutely. Thanks, Felicity. Felicity Reed, sports reporter there.